Alrighty, guys, welcome back to In The Deal podcast with Mike and Jason, and we have a very special guest for you guys today, the man, the myth, the legend, the legend Robert Elder. Where is this person? <laughs> he's got more accolades than we can count. He's probably throwing them all away. He's over the accolades, but this is one of the top agents in San Antonio. I've had the pleasure of following him for quite a while. He's got an incredible story. And uh, we're looking forward to diving in today. Robert, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate uh, the invite. This is, uh, <laughs> this is really, really cool. I, I enjoy, uh, I, I love giving back. I love sharing my story. That's what I've uh, heard. If yeah. it inspires someone else, then, you know, I've done what God gave me, you know, to do with, with my gifts is to help someone else. So thank you. I appreciate yeah, this. Yeah, we're honored to have you here. But where are you guys at? Just to give our audience some context. Last year, how much you closed? Uh, tell, we, tell me uh, about your team. Sure. So it's uh, Stephanie and I. We have, for last year, we had one buyer's agent, Misty Alvarez. Um, Stephanie and I started the team basically about four years ago okay. where we actually joined. You know, we're obviously romantically involved now, engaged to be married. Um we we started going on appointments when it was my brand and her brand and oh the first like the first appointment we ever had together it was horrible it was tragic <laughs> it was literally because you know we didn't we we hadn't really gotten into that flow state or anything like yeah. that and so now fast forward to this past year of 2021 and we closed 127 transactions to a tune of right under 52 million wow. in production um, the really cool thing is, I mean, we're really pushing ourselves. Q1 of this year, we already had 28 million uh, in, in the books. <laughs> so, I thought I had a good Q1. Yeah. <laughs> man. Yeah, our goal is, yeah, we, we want to close out with about 75 million uh, this year. So it means we're probably going to have to sell 100 because, of course, you always have carryover. Yeah. And right. So. So I know, okay, so at that time when you guys first linked up, you were what, 15, 10 to 15 range? Uh, yeah, about that. About okay. that. And Stephanie was 10 to 12? Yeah, she was 10 to 12, yeah, yeah right around there. You know. How were y'all able to, like, just grow so much? Because if it's 15 and 15, you know, how was right. it just the way that y'all presented each other or, like, she has, fed off each other? Well, she has an unbelievable set of skills that I don't have, mm -hmm. and I have skills that she did not have. And once we realized that, we just started blending together what each of our strengths was. And and I've learned a ton from her um, in, in this business that has just been you know entirely different from how I would normally yeah. do things. I'm kind of the bull in the china shop, so to speak. <laughs> and she's very methodical. She's definitely more C, like I hate paperwork. I won't do any of that stuff. Yeah. And she actually loves paperwork, but right. she's great yeah. at selling. Um, one of her weaknesses was closing. Whereas me, I'm a closer. Yeah. And you know, now she knows how to close. Yeah, right. Um, she started following Grant Cardone, uh, not too long ago. Like she hated Grant with a passion, but saw him. He's got some valid points. He does. Yeah. No, he does. If you've ever watched undercover billionaire, that will entirely change your perception of that man. And that, really? that's what did it for her. So then she started listening to her and then, you know, that just elevated her game that much more. So it was, it was a multitude of things that have taken us to where we are now. And then do y'all do, like when you go on listing appointments, especially for your multi-million dollar homes, are y'all both going together and yeah. feeding off each other? Like absolutely, absolutely. Because every time. You have to think about it. You know, my personality is very different than hers. We never know what's going to be on the other side and the mm -hmm. receiving side. So innately now we know if a client is gravitating more towards her then you know, I kind of, I like, you know, take a little bit of a back seat and then vice versa with her and me. So Very it nice. works out, it works out you well. You cover the whole spectrum. Exactly. exactly. The yin and the yang. Yeah, that's for awesome. sure. For sure. Do you want to get back to kind of where it all started with him? 
Yeah. Okay. So, so you've been you've been slinging houses since before 30, I was an itch in my daddy's pants. Thirty-one <laughs> years. You, yeah, you've been long time. <laughs> so I'm 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 imagining you've got some born. some stories. Like we know at, at KW, your business grows to the extent that you do. Yeah. And in that growth, failures happen, breakdowns happen, and then you have these breakthroughs. So right. Um, you know, having the benefit of thirty years, tell us about some of the failures that you've experienced, maybe in personal or business. How'd you come back from that? Tell us a little bit about, those. you know, I've had, uh, so I started out 31 years ago. My mother was at the time, you know, she has since passed. My mother at the time was what San Antonio would call, you know, the mega agent back then. Yeah, really? You know, okay. when, when, if you made the business journal 31 years ago, you were doing like eight, nine, 10 million a year. And everyone's like, Oh wow. my gosh, wow. That's, that's like amazing. But it yeah. was back then. That yeah, was, for inflation. That was the average deal. house price was what? Yeah. yeah. It was a lot less. Yeah. Um, so she had been, invited uh, out to the Dominion because she spoke Spanish. So there was a company called Dominion Associated Realtors. Okay. And she was an old guy Chipman agency. I mean, you guys are so young, you probably wouldn't recognize those names. And there were seven agents, I believe it was. And then there was a backup agent. So at that time, I was living in Laredo. I'd been licensed about six, seven months. Um, I absolutely had an advantage over a newbie agent, though, because I grew up listening to my mom yeah. negotiate. Mm -hmm speak to clients, uh, you know, watch how she did her marketing, everything else she was very methodical. Mm -hmm. So um, when I started dating this girl in San Antonio, I was commuting all the time. Yeah. And my mom says, hey, there's an opportunity to be the backup agent to the backup agent here at our office. And so literally the lowest person on the totem pole. Within a year and a half, I was outselling everyone in that office. That's I, was, I was their top producer. Just because yeah. you had that pedigree of, you know, always being around <laughs> it. Yeah. Eight. yeah. Um, I'm a workaholic. You can ask Stephanie. I mean, that, that's probably like a flaw of yeah. mine. For me, it's kind of like a superpower. Yeah. I mean, in, in the in reality. I mean, so I was work I was single, no kids. Of course, I was young, uh, 20 years old. I mean, I was doing 50, 60 days straight sometimes because one of the other ladies would always, oh, I'm, I'm sick or I've got clients. I can't carry duty. Robert, can you do it? Let's go. You know, and, no. and so I, I knew my numbers. I had to meet 35 people to make a sale. So even then I knew, and, and no one taught me that. I just knew that. I just started picking up, like, because I would keep copious notes on all kinds of things. So yeah. that was, you know, that was what catapulted me into all of a sudden being in this realm of these mega agents when I was just a kid. Yeah. And everyone else was much, much older, you know, 50s, 60s. Yeah. And, and here was this 20, you know, at that time, 21-year-old. And they're like, who in the wow. hell is this kid? <laughs> you know, so I know all the old guard agents. Yeah. Um, you know, not all these new bucks that are around right now. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. So you've seen the industry change. Uh, I've seen it. I've seen it come and go. I've seen thousands come in. I've seen thousands exit. Yeah. We all know, you know, what is it like eight out of 10? At least. Know, fail. I, yeah. Um, it, this is a hard business to be in. It, it is, a, it, emo, it's emotionally draining as you guys mm -hmm. well know. Yeah. Uh, I think we get kicked in the teeth more than we get patted on the back. Yeah. Um, and it just takes a special someone to right. get kicked in the teeth so many times and then get up and, and, you know, do it again. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I'm a glutton for punishment. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> so, okay. So did you ever reach like a breaking point? Because even sometimes it's not even just like, all right, this industry is going to break. Sometimes the success I, I did. challenges I, you. I got out of the industry. I wanted out so bad. Um, so it was really weird as I have two boys, mm -hmm. uh, 21 year old uh, Austin Elder, who's a, a loan officer with Gold Financial. And I have Christian, uh, who's uh, 16 years old. 
Um, they're, they're the light of my life. I love them to death. They're the best thing that have just ever, you know, God's ever graced me with. Um, and so when I say this, it's hopefully it'll, it'll relate to the other parents that are out there. Mm -hmm. When I reached that, that pinnacle of success, my mother actually started resenting me. It was the weirdest thing. Instead of like being excited for your child, she was pissed that I was beating her. You know, and she, wow. but she was a very, very, very alpha. I mean, she was, yeah. she was a strong woman yeah. and either you loved her or you didn't like her. It was just, there was no gray. Alice Joe um, was a huge personality. Mm -hmm. um, and as we'll talk, uh, you know, later in this, in the segment, cause I know it's something you guys want to talk about. She had her own demons that she would battle with as well mm -hmm. that I learned later on in life as well. So now I can, I can grant her grace for that. Mm -hmm. right. But at that time being, you know, the young person that I was, it was a challenge. So then I wanted out. I was like, I'm like, screw this shit. I'm over this. Yeah. And that led to me seeking other opportunities to start another business, which ultimately I did. Mm -hmm. I started a, a porta potty company. Um, I, I had like $5,000 to my name. I didn't have a lot of money at the time. I, I was presented with an idea and I had an angel investor uh, who was a client of mine, presented it to him literally the next day we started that company. Wow. Really? And so it took me, you know, I was at the, you know, at the top over here and then all of a sudden I'm cleaning shitters. I mean, that's literally what I was having to do. So my income went from here to here, <laughs> but we built the largest porta potty company in San Antonio. I, I, wow, I mean, I'm, I'm very aggressive. Yeah. I put, uh, at that time they were called Republic waste, but it was BFI. I put them out of business waste. I forced waste management to sell their division. And then I bought out two other people as well. I'm brutal. I'm brutal. There was, there was one, one competitor. He took 10 toilets from me an account of 10 toilets. I turned around the next day and I took a hundred and then I called him up on the phone. I said, screw with me again. I'll take another hundred. You never mess with me again. Wow. <laughs> I softened up in my old age, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty vicious. Man, I that love that. That is incredible. What made you get into, was it just the, like the buried entry was so low for like the cost of capital or the cost to start or? To get into that industry? Yeah, like what? No, it was very expensive. I mean, it was expensive. The, yeah, our first purchase was half a million dollars. Oof. I mean, you know, the trucks were almost $200,000 each, you know, and we were buying, you know, 125 toilets at Eclipse. I mean, that was like, uh, I don't know, 75, 80 grand at that time. So yeah, it wasn't cheap. You know, I didn't have the money to do it. I didn't have the credit to do it. So I sought out partner. an angel investor partner and he let me run the show and I had a blast with it. Wow. Um, sold so it so at later. the height, where, where, where did you take that to? Uh, we took it to 5,000 toilets, uh, 17 trucks, 25 employees. We ended up wow. selling it for about 5.5 million. Wow. So, yeah. So then what, what happened? What was the, the catalyst for that change? <laughs> um, it was interesting. I, uh, I then wanted to uh, leave where I was. You know, I kind of got back at the end, into the industry, was doing uh, real estate, ran into Craig Owen at, uh, what was it, at Los Barrios. Um, <laughs> and I wasn't happy at that time. I was with a, a smaller boutique firm and my mom was with me. And I ran into Craig and we were waiting in line to go have dinner and everything. And he started talking about KW and where I was, they wouldn't let me use my business knowledge that I had learned. Mm. And Craig was like, yeah, you could do this and you could do that. And da da da. And I said, you know, the next day I was packing my bags and going to Keller Williams. And it was the, wow. literally the best move ever because it allowed me to implement what I had learned on my entrepreneurial side into my real estate business. Did they feel it was a liability or something that you were trying to dabble into something that you, you know, weren't 
because they were qualified for something. No, I just think they were really protecting their brand and I can respect that. Yeah. You know, it, 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 everyone runs their business the way they want to run it. And Mm -hmm. and I'm totally cool with that. I had just, I had felt stale and I wanted to do something different. And at that point, I mean, how, what year was that? Um, that was 2008 because I sold in 2007. Okay. Yeah. Good time. So this yeah. is when Keller Williams <laughs> well, was It was funny of... because I saw, I saw the, I saw what was going on in the housing market before most Yeah. Mm-hmm. because I was every month I was buying toilets and I was still, you know, relatively busy in my real estate life. Yeah. But, um, all of a sudden one month I didn't. And then the next month I didn't. And I called my partner. I said, it's time to sell. And we did. We sold it 30 days later, cashed out. I went to Mexico, partied like a rock star. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, that was it. Um, came to KW and, and had a blast just doing my thing up until other opportunities started presenting themselves. Um, you know, I mean, I've owned a garbage company, a porta, a porta potty company. I've owned a recycle facility. Um, that was kind of that, that next evolution uh, in, in life for me. That I wanted to exit stage right of real estate. It's mm-hmm. funny because back then I didn't realize what, what my God-given talent was. Mm-hmm. I do now, um, but back then I didn't. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people, you're, you're very outspoken about your journey, like being uh, and, and uh, being sober, being dry. Yeah. Tell yeah. us, tell us what happened there. Like what? You, you know. know so um, I'll, I'll back up a little bit before that. So when I decided to exit stage right uh, of real estate, it was. In, let's see, we started that other company in, I think it was 2009, maybe 2008, right around there. And it was a solid waste company with a person that I had met who actually gave me the idea of the porta potty company. And he had a very large, successful uh, waste company in another city. And he's like, hey, well, let's do this over here in San Antonio. This is how you do it, blah, blah, blah. Um, I didn't realize at the time I was definitely, you know, shaking the hand of the devil. Um, <laughs> It was, it, it was, it was great at that time until it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And we built and sold that company, um, to waste management. We built it in three years and sold it for $17 million. Of course we had lots of debt and everything else. I mean, yeah. these were, these were big companies we were playing with. Yeah. And, and I got so wrapped up in the money and the lifestyle and the ego and all kinds of things. And that's pretty much, I think we're my downward spiral started and, and you know, I did, I can see it now, but then I didn't see it. Right. You know, when, when you start dealing with that level of money and being around those things, yeah. it can change a person. Yeah. It absolutely can change a person. So if you don't have your head screwed on straight, you can go sideways really, really quickly. So unfortunately, you know, it, it led to a divorce, um, you know, things that I was, that I was doing that just wasn't right in the relationship. And, and the mother of my children, she's an amazing woman. She's, you know, I, I, I have to take all the blame for all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, great mom. And, uh, it, it just, it led to the beginning of the end, I guess, so to speak in which then at that point, um, I'm off to Houston. I moved away. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to be a realtor anymore. I'm going to be a garbage man. Now I'm going to, I'm going to make, you know, millions upon millions of dollars. Um, so I did, I got out of the industry, moved away. I'd fly my kids up to Houston every other weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, had a blast over there until everything really went sideways. And about two years, two and a half years into it was when my drinking got really, really bad. That's when I just started seeing the writing on the wall with my business partner and how things were going uh, and progressing and just how crappy that relationship was and and whatnot. And I I distinctly remember the first day I actually drank in the morning 
And if I look back at my familial history, every, we were all alcoholics. My mother, mm, my yeah. grandfather, my uncles, That's my aunts. Yeah. You know, it was literally this cycle of alcoholism. And I remember as a kid seeing my grandfather, you know, going to the auction to buy cars because he had a little car lot and he'd have a bottle of tequila, you know, in between. But <laughs> he thought kid, it was normal. Yeah, yeah it's normal. I mean, yeah. it, you just, it doesn't, it doesn't register. Yeah. And then I start, you know, thinking, okay, oh, when I was a kid, he would take me to the bars in Nova Laredo, but he was the kindest, sweetest, most gentle soul. He wasn't, a, you know, raging alcoholic or anything like right. that. Yeah. Um, so when things started progressively getting really, really bad in Houston and I started like, losing everything. I mean, I had the Ferrari and the $40,000 chopper and all this other stuff, you know, great pad and everything. And my money just dwindling, dwindling, dwindling. Cause of course we weren't making any money at that time. We were trying to build a company to sell. Mm -hmm. Um, until, uh, every day I was, I was having my drinks. I'd start off the morning with a vodka and, and my morning started at four 30 cause I had to be at the office at five 30 in the morning to run the crew. Mm-hmm. So by the time crew came in, I I'd already had a gigantic vodka. Because I was just, I mean, I was miserable. I was depressed. I mean, I'll just Mm -hmm. call it what it is. I was absolutely depressed. Um, And then at lunch, at 11 a.m. sharp, I was the first person always, every day, at Papacito's there in Humble, Texas. And I would have my meal and my two margaritas to continue anesthetizing myself because I was so miserable. Um, And then at the end of the day, I'd come home and I'd make a pitcher of margaritas. The funny thing was like the year before that, I was like in the best shape of my life. I mean, things were great. I dropped a bunch of weight. I was doing all of these Spartan races and I was running like probably 15 to 20 half marathons every year to then go to that extreme. Yeah. But when you suffer from addiction, it's always extremes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, the reality is probably right now work is my addiction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I I just have to, I, I have to see where things lie. Yeah. Um, Fast forward that year is when I, I parted ways with my business partner. And it, it was not uh, an amicable part, you know, yeah. it was lots of cursing, lots of this, lots of that. I found out, you know, it was like, you know, witness protection program. I mean, it was like straight up crazy stuff. Wow. Right? And yeah. And I came back to San Antonio. I called Craig. I called my ex-wife and I called Craig and I said, Hey, this is what's up. I'm pretty much broke at this point. Um, I, I, my mother had passed away. I was caring for my grandmother. I moved her up to Houston, uh, came to San Antonio because Craig's like, hey, you can stay in Houston. You can do real estate in Houston, but everyone knows you in San Antonio. Come back home. Your boys are here. Yeah. You can see them, be with them. And uh, thank God, I, you know, I, I, I was humble enough to reach out to him when I needed help and I needed an unbiased friend, just, mm-hmm. a, just a sounding board. Yeah. Um, and I did. I, I came back to San Antonio with... $85,000 to my name, which it sounds like a lot of money, but it isn't when you had a different level. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah, different. Yeah. Okay, so it's just some people, well, that's a lot of money. Well, it's not, it's not when no, you have something at a else. higher level. Yeah. Exactly. It's, and uh, first thing I did was I, I hired a marketing company um, to start building my brand. And uh, that was Chili Media, Abram Alonzo. He's a good friend. And that first year, was I wasn't in business a whole year. It was like six months. I think I did... 1.45 million in sales. So that like gave me a little bit of breathing room. You know? <laughs> not much. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> really not much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I was, was still start, drinking. Yeah. I wasn't drinking in the morning. I'd kind of like tapered off from the morning thing, maybe to an extent, not four in the morning, but there were now that I think about it a few times, I was definitely <laughs> drinking at 10. <laughs> um, and that was just kind of like that progression to just, to just start the getting back into real estate. Yeah. yeah. Right. 
So and, and so you came back to KW right away then. Mm-hmm. And then this was what year? This was well, it would be basically eight years, nine years from from now, okay. about nine years from now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think it, getting close to the moment that I actually first met you, you probably don't even remember this. Mm-hmm. I was a loan officer, and I think Independence Title did um, a class on farm and ranch mm-hmm. contracts or like. Ag, ag exemptions and education. You're right, I don't remember. <laughs> you, you remember, came, I was still drinking at that yeah. time. <laughs> you had on, I think you were doing the Iron Gate. Or Iron? Okay, so that was after, because it was, it, first it was Robert Elder Holmes. Okay, it might yeah, have been yeah. that. It might yeah. have been that, because then yeah. after you, you rebranded. It, it had, it, you know, it had the, the, the gate and it had the RE yeah, and yeah. gold and everything. Yeah. And I, like, I didn't know who you were. I was a brand new loan yeah. officer. And I just remember like, hi guys, I, yeah, I'm a loan officer. And, but you were there. And so like, ever since then, you kind of were on my radar because, mm-hmm. you know, you seem like you were, you know, pretty, pretty solid agent at that point. Yeah. So it's, uh, man, just seeing you like from that point to now is like, man, you've had. I've, I've had, yeah, the funny thing is. If I would not share the struggles I've had, people would not think I'd had any. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, admittedly, I was in survival mode for a long time. I mean, I was, I wasn't even paying the IRS. Yeah. I mean, I was like, screw it. Okay. It's either pay the IRS or make sure I make my child support payments. Yeah. Make sure I put a roof over my head. Make sure I keep money in the business. Yeah. Make sure that um, I'm, I'm, I'm caring for my grandmother who was uh, at the beginning of dementia and Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. which I was having to care for. I couldn't afford to put her in a home at that time. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it was a shit show. It just, there's literally no other way to say it. It was a shit show. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah I mean, I've had s- struggles along that line, too. I had, you know, I started a business when I was 19 and with a partner and it turned, you know, toxic to a point where we had to split ways, you know, it wasn't super amicable either. Same thing with the IRS, the first job I ever had and where I made over six figures, uh, they weren't taking out my taxes for mm-hmm. me. So I got a massive tax bill. I was thinking <laughs> I, I was rolling that. the dough. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, it was the same way. I'm like, well, what do I do from here? But right. um, if you look, I don't look at anything that's happened in my past as like this great tragedy or anything yeah. like that. Literally, in my opinion, and I can only speak for me, right? It's always been a lesson. Yeah. Mm. No, I agree. It's just different levels of lesson. It's been the cost of my education. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so losing literally everything from that Houston venture, okay. It was like, it was a cost of my education. Yeah. You know, so I. That's a great perspective. I I have to, I have to think of it that way because why am I going to wallow in the past? The past is the past. Five minutes ago was five minutes ago. I don't don't give a shit about five minutes ago. Right. You know, you have to look forward. What are you going to do to change? What are right. you going to do to do that? So it's a, it, it's been great opportunities. Is the way I look at so, it. so, so pivoting back towards today or the more mm-hmm. recent history is like you, you joined up with, with Stephanie yeah. and you guys go from doing 20 to doubling. Yeah. Right. Pretty so, quickly. I'll, pretty I'll, quickly. I'll, so, I'll say this though. The funny thing was when I moved back into San Antonio, I wanted to meet Stephanie and uh, we had a mutual friend. Through him, I reached out to her, and he tried setting us up, and she shot me down. It was hilarious. She shot me down <laughs> so quickly, it wasn't even funny. But hindsight being twenty twenty, it was honestly the best thing that have ever could have happened because I, I wasn't the me that I am now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still had to change to be that person that was working. I had so much to work on yeah. on myself, and for the first time in my life, I'd finally realized that. I was like, okay, 
you're you're broken. Mm-hmm. You need to fix you. And it's hard. It's a lot of work. I mean, I have a very particular routine that I do every day, every morning. That way I've got like the proper mindset for the day. When you have to do 45 minutes of reading, of journaling, of gratitude, this, you know, all, it's a lot of fucking work. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, and half and your a, day's gone by the time. A that... lot, well, a lot of people don't want to do that work. Yeah, right. You know, it's like going to the gym. Yeah. You know, that I've been going discipline. to the, It takes discipline. Yeah. And it's like, it sucks. Yeah. So, so did you just sucks. like innately know this is what you needed or you had no, people around no. you that were I had a pivotal moment um, in, in, a, in a different relationship that led me to the doors of, of AA. That was where I just finally broke down. I mean, where I realized I need some help. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't people coming to you. It was no, you no self-realizing. One, no, and it was it was me being finally self-aware enough to see the writing on the wall. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my mom had passed away an alcoholic. My grandfather passed away an alcoholic. Basically, I was going down that path unknowingly at mm-hmm. that time until yeah. I just had that epiphany. And I remembered someone whom I did not know because you know, I have all these people on Facebook that follow me because of course my life's perfect. <laughs> and I saw this gentleman post like a 30 or 32 year uh, chip. Um, and I called him that next day after this big meltdown. And I like, look, I, I really don't know you. You're on my social media. I see this, I, I, I need help. And you know, he talked to me throughout that day and the next day, you know, went to my first meeting and, you know, by the grace of God, I've been sober ever since. That's incredible. Um, wow. But those first 90 days, 120 days, I was going to three, sometimes four meetings a day. Wow. I mean, crazy. you know, I dove in head first All because in. my mind was not right. Yeah. I, I admittedly, my mind was not right. I was just, I was not, I was not all there. Um, I was dealing with a lot of, lot of baggage, um, that we, we all, we all have different levels of baggage. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But finally I was just happy enough to realize, okay, let me try and work on myself. Um, and it was, there was one moment where I had this massive epiphany. Like I love to listen to Joel Osteen Mm -hmm. and I I didn't do that before, but I would, you know, listen to him now. And it was one day I was walking out of a, of a AA meeting and it was Joel talking about breaking the generational curse. Mm. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's Speaking it. You. That's what I have to do for my kids' sake. Wow. Yeah. For my two boys. You know, they, they knew psychopath dad when dad was in a, you know, pissed off drunken rage mode or something like that. Yeah. And I had, I had to stop. It had to stop, you know. And the, the funny thing is, so when I... When Stephanie finally, you know, uh, agreed to go out with me, I had walked up to her at a bold event and I was about, I want to say I was about four months sober at that time. And I was working and working on my sobriety. I was working, working on my sobriety. That was my thing. It's like, mm-hmm. I would go home and I was just like reading or praying or journaling, you know, I'm like, I gotta, I, I've got to fix myself. And, um, so we, I walked up to her at a bold event and she was kind of standing in the back and, and. Back then, she would call it her resting bitch face. So, <laughs> I can say that without her getting mad at me. And, uh, and she she was really good at it. Um, and so I, I looked at her and I was like, well, she's already shot me down once. I'm like, screw it. I'm in sales. I hear yeah. no all the time. Yeah. I go talk to her. And so I did. I went up. I talked to her. And we just, I started, I, I made her laugh. I made her laugh. And so we probably almost got kicked out of the class because we were laughing so much. Um, later on that day, 
we we went to a cover three or something and mm-hmm. you know she had a glass of wine and of course i had my water and stuff she didn't say anything the next day she invited me out to something and she's like hey well meet me over here and I, I really connected with her. Like, I really genuinely wanted to get to know this human. Yeah. And uh, so when we were there at this party, I was like, okay, I've got to tell her. And so, like, I told her, I was like, oh, by the way, I'm a recovering alcoholic. And I just kind of <laughs> like, oh, I waited for the backlash. And she was like, hmm. She's like, okay, so you're working on yourself. I was like, yeah. She goes, okay, I'm cool with that. And that was it. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay, that was, that was easy. <laughs> you yeah. know? And it was just being that vulnerable and transparent, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, led me to this beautiful relationship that I have now with her. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I still struggled with that transparency up until about a year after that, in which then I started sharing, you know, on my social media and with other people, my struggles. Yeah. It's freeing, and, you know, and oh, yeah. it's, it's hard to share <laughs> ugly, but when you do it, yeah. it's like, it is very hard to share ugly. Yeah. I, re- I mean, I prayed so hard when I was coming up, on my one year um, anniversary for being sober and just God was like tugging on my heartstrings. And I just, you know, I felt he was telling me, look, you've got a platform. You have all these people that look up to you. They think you're, you're the shit and you're, everything's good with you. And that's the furthest from the truth. You need to start telling them the truth. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I just remember sitting down on the computer and I was like typing this on Facebook. I'm like, why am I doing this? Oh my God. My whole life is going to crumble around me. (laughs) Post. (laughs) I think I remember that post. You know, the, the interesting thing is that when, when you do that and you do have a platform, you had a pretty big following at the time. Like you also liberate others to kind of do the same thing because, you know, especially when you're in real estate, when we put on Facebook is our business, right? You know, it's like, we want to always project our best version of ourselves. Of course. Yeah. But, but you doing that almost like makes you like more relatable, relatable. It was like, man, dude, Robert Elder is a person and he's, he's a guy just like me and you. Yeah. Yeah. All of us, we, we all have struggles to some degree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really feel we as humans, I mean, we really have to be there for other people. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's one of the biggest things that I've ever learned from this. It's like be of service to others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just, I live and breathe that I've, it, it's been eye opening for me to be somewhere and I'll have some random person that like, I don't even know, come up and shake my hand. And they're like, thanks to one of your posts on such and such a date. You know, I'm six months sober, mm-hmm. eight months sober, one year. sober. and I'm just Incredible. like, Wow. Um, it, it's, it's humbling. Yeah. I mean, my gosh, that, you know, I was used as a vessel to share my yeah. story, yeah. which then impacted someone else that changed, it changed their life. It's cause it's entirely changed my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My, my point earlier with that, I didn't get to say was like, Stephanie knows this person. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know the other person. Yeah. She would have hated the other person. Right. But my boys tell her about the other person and she literally cannot envision that fathom me. That, yeah the, mm-hmm. that was like you. i just don't see it and i'm i'm happy that the boys are comfortable enough we have an amazing relationship i made by men's with the boys that they're comfortable enough to share that because they can share with that without any rep- repercussions yeah right you know we're just an open book you know dad's not getting mad dad's not raging this that you know it, it just definitely just literally struggles with that. Yeah. You know, she, she I, I never want her. I, I hope by the grace of God, she never gets to see that person yeah. because I don't want her to see that person. Yeah. I so. mean, that's just incredible though. I mean, that you had the self-awareness at, at one point to change, first of all, 
And then, I mean, you had support from around you. You had, yeah. you know, people that cared about you enough to help support. And then it's I think crazy. She Some, helps oh, like yeah. immensely. Yeah. Well, Stephanie has her own journey that she's gone through. Of course. Of, I mean, like, yeah. you guys are like a match made in heaven of like, but overcoming these major life challenges. Yeah. I mean, she, she's had some like, you know, interview her, <laughs> yeah. you know, I was, she, we need to do this again. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we'd love to have yeah, Stephanie. She, she's got an incredible story as well. Um, and she works on herself like super hard. Yeah. And, and those are things that I've learned from her also. I mean, so yeah, we, we, are we perfect? No, we're yeah. not. Yeah. I don't want to paint a picture that she and I have this like fucking amazing perfect relationship with you know butterflies and <laughs> birds flying and you know deer in our right. backyard singing to us and everything else. no it's like we have to work on our relationship you know it's it's yeah. it's a relationship it yeah. takes work it takes effort you know there's times when i'm working too much or she's working too much or you know because this business can kill relationships yeah, right. like i think this has to be literally one, be of, one the, of the number one businesses to kill yeah. relationships i think that's what's the most interesting though is like in in because my wife is in the industry right mm -hmm. and so we're trying to navigate all right how do we make this right. successful still prioritize our relationship right and still give each other the the grace to handle what we need to handle right and i think you guys you know at least appear like you guys do it very well thank you and so it's you know just that's a, i think that's the one of the most curious things I see about your relationship is yeah. like, man, how are you guys, how are you guys navigating that? Yeah. You know, um, we, we have our speed bumps, you know, I have to be very self-aware of, you know, if, if I'm on my phone too much or something like that, she's never once literally never once complained. If I'm working, if I have to work late, if I have to work a Sunday, I mean, the woman is a saint and, but by the same token, it's like, I have to realize though that I need to fill her jelly bean jar too, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, give her attention, make sure that she knows that she's loved and, and respected and, you know, cared for. I mean, I respect that woman as long as the day is and twice on Sunday. I mm -hmm. mean, she, she's a hoss. I mean, she, she is, you know, the real deal in this industry as well. Yeah. Um, and, and I never ever want to make it appear that all of this success is because of me. It's not, I've never been ever this successful in real right. estate until my union with her yep. just because she brought so much to the table that I did not have. Yeah. And it's just, it is, I mean, from a business perspective, it's just like this ridiculous match made in heaven, mm -hmm. yeah. you know? Um, but by the same token at 80 years old, we're not going to be doing real estate. I need to make sure that my queen is cared for and yeah, loved right. and feels appreciated and everything else. So it's like, you know, for example, we moved into, we have this thing about moving into houses. So we've been together for five years and we're on our third house. I finally had, and he just said literally the other day she was talking about another house. I was like, no honey, I can't. But you know, in the other houses, she didn't have like this, this garden area that she wanted. So it's like, I created this ridiculous garden in our back house in the backyard mm -hmm. because I wanted her to be happy. That's like her happy space. And yeah. now it's become a place where, you know, sometimes we'll both go out there, you know, no phones, yeah. you know, I'll pour a glass of wine or make her a coffee or something. We just sit there and talk, talk, That's awesome. That's awesome. you know, and just connect, you know, do yeah. we talk about work? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're running our business. Inevitably yeah, we're going to happen. talk about work. It just is what it is. It's right. We try so hard to go on a date and not talk about work, but guess what? We fucking talk about work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean, you guys are both passionate about yeah, it. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, it's tied to who kind of you are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, in this business, you know, your business grows to the extent that you do. So yeah. because both of you guys are intentional about growing as people, right. Inevitably it comes up, right? Right. 
and we're blessed. I mean, we have we have a really good uh, you know team. I finally feel like we have this amazing group within us that people we all care about what we're doing mm-hmm. because it's not about us. It's about yeah. our clients. The money is secondary. Yeah. You know, so many ages, Oh, I'm going to get in the business. I'm going to become a millionaire. No, no, no. Well, that's the furthest thing from the freaking truth, <laughs> you know, but put your clients first and guess what? Yeah. You have a good chance come. of becoming yeah. a millionaire. Yeah. Exactly. So, so how'd you find uh, Misty? She seems to be a really great addition to the team. So, uh, Misty was the, or is the wife of a guy that I was getting meal prep food from. I've, oh, I've, okay. I've always struggled with my weight. <laughs> you know, I love to eat. Um, and so Alex Alvarez, I mean, just a super nice guy. I mean, uh, I adore him. Uh, big, when I say I adore him, you make, he, I'm making it sound like a little teddy bear. No, the dude's like ripped. He's like yeah. freaking Arnold Schwarzenegger ripped. <laughs> um, and that's how we met Misty because she would deliver my food uh, mm. to the office. And one day she just kind of pops in there and tells Stephanie, Hey, by the way, I'm going to get my real estate license. And Stephanie's like, Oh, cool. And, uh, I don't know, four or five months later or something like that. She gets a real estate license and tells Stephanie, well, I want to join the team. And so Stephanie and I look at each other. Like, oh, okay. And, uh, <laughs> okay. That, that's kind of like how it started. Wow. <laughs> we didn't go through like KPA. We didn't yeah. do this. You know, what's her disc profile? Yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, so it wasn't like a conscious decision. Like, I see you, like I can see your personality. Cause I think there's some people that like you can see in real estate or well, we had been interacting with her, you know, so I, I know we both felt comfortable with her. Yeah. And so fast forward to today, her husband actually is on our team now. Really? He just got his okay. license. And I'm super excited about that. that. At least oh yeah, that was there's the guy. a freaking yeah. other dude yeah, on the yeah, team. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um and I I, I love his uh, his passion for learning, uh, his work ethic. And when you think about it, you know, and, and Stephanie's done several uh, fitness competitions. I mean, that is such dedication mm-hmm. and focus. For, yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, laser beam focus. Yeah. I can't do that because I love tacos and pizza, you know? <laughs> um, but he, he brought that in and it's just like, I told Stephanie just the other day over dinner, I was like, wow. And I said, you know, I feel really good about Alex he's he's got this tremendous tremendous work ethic which matches ours like right now all of us we have this great work ethic Mm -hmm. if any one of us called another saying hey i need you to pitch hit can you do this yes 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 everyone's just yes because we're all trying to work to the greater good of the ropex group you know and, and, and let the ropex group win without egos so starting when when would you say you became a luxury agent like how long has it been since you could say you you identified as somebody in the luxury space if i'm being totally honest i still don't i i've I've never allowed myself to just like an imposter syndrome type thing no because you have to think about it look where i started my career i started in the dominion yeah Yeah, that's true you know I, i i've literally sold hundreds of properties over over you know 30 the 30 year span of of my career. Um, So many agents use that term so loosely. Yeah. And I get it, you know, uh, you know, put it out there, you know, and then the energy you put out there will come back, even though you've never sold a luxury home. There is a lot to being that broker that's going to represent um, either the buyer or the seller in that, on that, you know, that magnitude. It's like, you know, if you're representing the seller, get ready to spend money. Yeah. You know, these agents, I'm, I'm a luxury agent. And it's like all of a sudden the sellers, well, I want, I want to be, I want you to be in luxury home magazine. I want this, I want that. And $10,000 later, you're like, oh shit, 
Mm-hmm. I've got 10 grand of my money in here, or maybe they just don't even have the money to, to spend yeah. on marketing properly right. yeah. a luxury home. Apart from that, you know, learning about what actually goes into a luxury home, which means you need to learn about appliances. You need to learn a different level of conversation fixtures, about countertops, yeah. fixtures, mm-hmm. um, you know, Fisher Paykal, Wolf. Uh, I mean, just all these different levels of things that you just don't normally see right. uh, in a home. Yeah. You have to be able to speak that language. And yeah. the clientele that you service, right? They expect certain for sure things yeah. other than I, your I, average $250,000 buyer. Yeah, 100%, 100%. But at the end of the day, it's like they don't intimidate me. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I they put their pants on just the same way I do. Yeah. This year, though, will actually be for the first time ever where I have finally embraced like, okay, now we're really pushing for this luxury. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that we're not going to help, you know, another price point yeah. or something like that. But my skill set after 30 years is best served in an upper tier price point. Yeah. I can speak the language. I'm comfortable with it. You know, we can talk about <sighs> like similarities, you know, travel things like that. And it's like, you know, I like nice things. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I like nice things. I busted my ass for nice things that I have. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not, and it's not in a braggadocious way or anything like mm-hmm. that. I just like quality. I think that stems from years ago when I was a kid, my mother owned a women's high fashion boutique mm. that when I would wow. leave school and this was like in fourth, fifth and sixth, seventh grade. Yeah. So that, that span, I would take the city bus in Laredo to downtown, I would walk 17 blocks and then I'd go work in my mom's store. And I was in charge of the shoe department. That's why I love shoes. I'm a shoe whore. <laughs> <laughs> As I wear my Gucci yes, tennis yeah. shoes. Gucci's on. <laughs> I love it. Um, so I think, I think that's where, you know, looking back in retrospect, that's probably where that love came mm-hmm. from. And, and I enjoy it. I, I yeah. literally enjoy it. Yeah. So I think to answer your question, it's, oddly enough, probably this year, I finally embraced it. That's but I still fun. won't like tag myself yeah on my business card luxury specialist or whatever (laughs) yeah i mean i think there's so much value you can provide to like the higher net worth clients because of what you've been through in your life right other than the 22 year old that's calling himself a luxury agent right you've been through you know multi-million dollar businesses you've sold company you know like just the pedigree that you have just just screams that you can provide that client yeah, way it, more. It's almost, it's more about the network anyways. I yeah. Mean, right. I mean, I'm, I'm imagining if you're a luxury, it's not about, okay, I'm tagging myself a luxury agent. It's right. really like, who do I know? No, yeah. You know? Do I have relationships with people that are in that market? Right. And if you right. don't, then it's almost it's like, very, it's very much relational. It's very much relational. Yeah. You know? So, and I, and I've got a, a lot to learn as well. Even, even now I can say that, you know, I will never say that I know everything. I, I just won't. I mean, that'd be a, horrible, stupid comment to make. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I am excited about learning more, even more. And, and that's the one thing that I feel a lot of agents don't do in this industry is humble themselves to learn or to admit that they don't know and then go out and actually learn. Yeah. Do the work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That was one thing I wanted to touch on was yeah. kind of what you got going on with, uh, your business right now. And I know you had mentioned, uh, that you just brought on a videographer. Yeah. So I brought on the videographer. Um, it, you know, he's full time. I've spent a, thousands upon thousands of dollars of all of this material. Um, you know, things that he needs to do his job and everything else. And the funny thing is, it's like, okay, yeah, it's easy to hire someone, and you have to start directing that person. Mm-hmm. And so we're in that that realm right now of trying to like figure out, okay, what are you doing? What am I doing? You know, and having a camera person with you, and you know, I'm I'm out there. 
like I'm a big personality. Yeah, right? I get it. But the funny thing is, I can also be kind of like quiet to a degree when mm-hmm. it's private time. I kind of like a little bit more low key. Stephanie is more low key. She's definitely more private. So, mm-hmm. you know, she was not the person that would post as much as she does now. And it, it took a lot for her to come out, you know, I don't want to say come out of her shell, but just to start being comfortable being so public. Yeah. I mean, we, we literally have been putting our lives for everyone, yeah. you know, to see. And sometimes I struggle with it too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I'm, I'm having to try and teach myself to let people see just beyond the real estate side of it. So that's kind of been like the claim to fame. It's like we, we post about our lives, but indirectly we might insinuate real estate as opposed to just always, you know, sold a house, listed a house, sold a house, listed right. a house, you know, price reduction, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know? You're just and way more, more interesting yeah. than seeing house, post, house, post, yeah. house, post, house, post. Yeah. yeah. I try to put humor in there and sometimes that's got me in trouble. That was a basketball, by the way. <laughs> um, but that yeah, was a learning I mean, experience. I'm sure. Oh, what's that? I said that was a learning experience. I'm oh sure. yeah. That was a learning experience. <laughs> so with this studio, um, you said you're doing more video. What would the video content be? Like, what is y'all's vision of this we, content? Um, so we, we want to really start doing a lot of collaboration from others uh, with other agents outside of this area. Um, you know, one to definitely expand our footprint and relationship with other agents because mm-hmm. referrals, referrals, yeah, you yeah, know, work, yeah. um, I mean, like right now I've got one, two, three, I probably got five buyers well over $2 million in in price point purchase from referrals, referrals, you know, from people coming in from other areas Mm -hmm. and Hey, that that's, you know, that stuff is teed up. That's easy. I mean, the hard part is finding them a house right now. Right. Um, But all of that, you know, eventually will change. But for example, in August, we're going to be going to the Inman connect, but I'm going to be going to the luxury summit. I don't necessarily want to go to Inman Connect. I've been there, but I want to go network with the luxury agents and and start creating those relationships, you know, and be able to invite them onto our show. And and that way they can talk about their market. That way we can learn from each other as as well. Mm -hmm. Apart from that, you know, we're really starting to focus on what we want to call um, almost like a lifestyle type series. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephanie is is working on a video right now with some of her past clients because Stephanie in a past life was a, a extremely high level professional horse uh, trainer. I oh, mean, wow. like the 1% of the 1%, like this woman has awards that ain't nobody got. It's <laughs> you're like, she is a phenomenal horsewoman. I mean, we've had horses. She just finally got rid of her last one several months back. Um, I think she's finally closed that chapter in her life, Mm -hmm. but I would go watch her at at the barn and just to see the grace of that woman, you know, riding and basically manipulating this, you know, several thousand pound (laughs) animal um, and just making it do what she wanted it to do was like, wow, you know, jumping over shit and all this other stuff. I mean, I wouldn't do it. I'm scared. (laughs) She was fearless. Yeah. You know, so yeah. So she, she has another life that she has tapped into. So she's just shot this big video with one of her past clients and friends and the, the barn that they have, um, you know, I'm, I love my watches. So I'm going to be shooting some lifestyle type uh, series with, uh, one of my local guys that, that I, that I buy watches from and, and whatnot. And, you know, it's, we just want to have fun. We want to do some different things that are not real estate yeah. related. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I think people will find that interesting as well. Yeah. Especially, you know, 
people that are interested in $28,000 watches. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm loving the, the watch feed, man. I, I love seeing that stuff. That's one of the cheap ones. Yeah, I know. Oh, Still I know. not there. Still yeah. not there. I'm working on my... Working on my first one. <laughs> so, okay, so the lifestyle stuff, is the podcast connected to that, or is that a whole separate it, You know, it, it's really going to be more video. Um, okay. It'll almost look like a podcast. We're really not going to do a podcast per se. It'll all be video. It'll, it'll all be YouTube content, right. long form, short form. I'm finally going to... Um, you know, dive into the whole TikTok thing. Yeah. You can be um, dancing or no, I will not be dancing. <laughs> there will be no dancing whatsoever from this guy. Yes, um, just, you know, looking at just at different audiences. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be closed minded because I've always said, Oh, TikTok sucks and everything else. And, but Hey, it potentially could be an, an audience, sure. you know, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying it is or it isn't. Yeah. I'm just open to trying. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, you know, that, that's, that's what we're doing. Do we have a name? Um, for the, the no, lifestyle. actually, no, not yet. <laughs> no, okay. we don't. We do for the watch side of it though. Talking time pieces. <laughs> oh, that's cool. And, and how do they find that? Instagram? Um, well, we, 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 it will be on Instagram. We haven't even created all of that yet. So okay. I'm, I'm actually creating the, the back marketing stuff right now. Actually, I should get the proof today. Good so we'll deal. probably start shooting the first ones, uh, next, yeah, next week, I believe it is. Good so, deal. Well, yeah. we'll be on the lookout for that. Wrapping things up, where can the viewers find you or hearers? listeners find you right now? Uh, few, a few different ways. So, uh, you know, on Instagram, uh, at the Ropax group, um, that's our, our main company, um, you know, uh, handle. Same thing also for Facebook. That's how they can find us on Facebook. For Facebook, for me, it's, you know, Robert Elder. Um, my personal Instagram account is uh, Robert Elder Luxury Realtor, at Robert Elder Luxury Realtor. So that's how they can find me there and follow the shit show that is my life. Love it. I love, love it. it. We love watching it. Yeah, I love watching it. I love my life, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> we love it too, man. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, yeah, man. I, I learned it. a lot. I have like a whole new respect for you, man. Yeah, it's Really crazy. appreciate you coming and sharing kind of the journey. Thank you. And, um, you know, just putting us on the game of what's happening next with the Ropex group. So appreciate you. Thank you. Appreciate thank you so much for much. the invite. I had a blast. That's it, guys. We'll see you on the next one.